Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This is episode two of Neil Westfall from A Day to Remember. And I'm not kidding, as I went through and edited this together, I forgot how good this conversation was and was re-inspired all over again. It was one of my favorite conversations on the podcast. It was so insightful and inspiring and cool. And it was all about everything that Neil does outside of the band. We talk about everything he's learned in business from the band and how he's then applied that to his life. So we talk about him meeting his wife and them getting married and then starting a restaurant in Orlando called Winter Park Biscuit Company. We talk about how much A Day to Remember has become a family outside of just the music. We talk about him streaming on Twitch and how he mastered that and loves it so much and what a community it's built. And then we talk about perfecting and mastering skills. It was just this amazing conversation. So I think regardless if you like the band or whatever you're interested in, you will get something from this conversation and you will love it. And then another thing on my side was last week, I just started the Where Are All My Friends Patreon. And it was really important to me that if I did that, that I added a bunch of value and that I made it something really special. So in it is an entire behind the scenes episode with Neil where we talk about just a deep dive on our love for touring and some of our memories and his love for Blink-182 and how he got to tour with them. So I'm really stoked on the Patreon. I'm trying to make it something really, really special. And anyone who has already subscribed, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Christy, Cameron, Will, Logan, Mia, Emma, y'all are some real ones. You were like the very first to subscribe and I will never forget that. So if you want to go above and beyond and support the podcast, you can do that. Whereareallmyfriends.com or you can go to patreon.com slash whereareallmyfriends and you'll find that link. I think that's just about enough of me rambling. Enjoy an incredible episode. All right. Take me, take me up to speed. Let's let's jump right on into the current now. Okay. Because outside of the band, I think that there's something about you. And like earlier you said, it's like music afforded these opportunities to you. Like if it wasn't for music, you wouldn't have been able to like really deep dive into some of these things. But I'm really impressed by what you've paid attention to and the things that you have gotten into outside of just the band. I, I think that a lot of people could put their feet up and just be like, yeah, cool. I'm in a successful band. We're good. I'm chilling. But that's not the case with you. Like you have really gotten into some cool things. Like, I guess let's start with the the restaurant okay. because that's quite the undertaking. Yeah. And I'm really interested in that. And I think that's also cool because a big part of that is with your wife, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Um, so that kind of goes back to touring and, uh, staying sane on tour a lot of us in the band and crew would find we would look up restaurants that were rated uh either the best in a city or like rated nationally yeah. or um they would be on like diners drives and dives they would be featured on like the food network they would be either michelin star or zagat rated or uh any kind of rating system james beard award-winning restaurants any 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 um restaurant that had an accolade of some sort outside of their town that was worth going to yeah we would search that, that becomes out. really fun it's, on tour it's like kinda, it, it's i'm like, like uh it should be 400 pounds like i love <laughs> food it's, it's i love it i love the experience yeah. of eating with people and being social and going to restaurants i love the experience of a restaurant i love how people do those different things um and that was like super important to me i love that um, I love mm -hmm. the idea of like chefs taking something from nothing. 
I like the parallels between like food and music, like me writing a song or coming up with a riff and then kind of taking it to the guys and we work it into a song. It's like a, you taking an ingredient and um, molding it and changing it or fermenting it and doing all these different things. And then you mold it into like a menu item that gets tasted and tested and changed and and eventually, yeah, like or even like this, making it your own. That's that's like I just everybody love that. can make a sandwich. Everybody can write a guitar riff. Yeah. But you're like, yo, but what if? And, I, and it, like, I love your own unique. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Making it unique. Yeah. I love seeing how people did that. I love the process. Um, and so it was always like something that was like super important to me. I wanted, I always wanted to own a bar, and I always wanted cool. to own a restaurant. Like those were like on my bucket list of things to do. And um, sick. Whenever I met my wife, we were on tour with Blink-182, and she was Travis Barker's personal chef. Um, and she was a ve- she is a vegan chef. She was uh, working out there with them. and Yeah, because he's big into that, right? He has crossroads oh, yeah. and all that, yeah. Huge into it. Huge animal rights activist. Huge, um, like, it's just a person that pushes the vegan diet and how beneficial it can be to... Um, not only like your body health wise, but mentally and just all around. Yes. Huge proponent of that. Yeah. And not like, uh, he's like modern day vegan. He's right. not just like salad, salad, salad. <laughs> no, like, he, he gets cool it. stuff. No. Yeah. He gets yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And so my wife was out with him on that tour and, um, I kind of just like would see her and I was just like, man, she is beautiful. Uh, and I didn't know who she was. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know her before this. I just kind of was like, wow, who yeah. is that? And then everyone's like, that's and also Travis on that Burker's tour, ship. between like between all the crews and all that, what you're easily like a hundred plus people oh, yeah. as far as like massive, a traveling crew. Massive traveling party. It was massive. So you'd just like see this girl that you had a crush on, like go by from time to time and be like, who is she? I just thought she worked at this venue in El Paso because it was the first day I saw her. It was like three days into the tour. <laughs> And I was like, whoever the catering girl is at fucking El Paso, like, I think I love her. And, <laughs> and then I saw her again, like, the next day. I think we were in, like, Oklahoma or something. And we were playing, like, where the Thunder play. And um, I was like, oh, man, the catering girl's back. So that's what I was, like, calling her in the beginning because I'm, like, ignorant, whatever. And I was just like, oh, the catering girl. I didn't know her name. And I, I was, like, too shy to talk to her. And so... um the whole tour basically goes by and it's like the last three weeks of tour. I finally like, she talks to me a couple times and she invites me to go on this camping trip. We had kind of like talked back and forth, whatever, a little bit through text. And I was like always super nervous and whatever. She invites me to go this camping trip. I ride my, I had my motorcycle out on tour cause I had brought me and Kevin brought our motorcycles out in case we wanted to like go ride and of do course whatever. you're also into motorcycles oh, of yeah. course yeah sure sure um so we had our motorcycles out on tour and we uh she's like hey uh this show in uh atlantic city got canceled do you want to come to this camping trip we're going to be spending three days at this place in wisconsin uh it's called somerset and it was uh where they do uh rock northern invasion this like this big rock festival up there and so uh i'm like uh yeah i'll fly to minnesota i'm gonna hang out with kevin because kevin was going to his house because that's where the next show was gonna be in minneapolis and everyone else went home the bus eventually got there i got my motorcycle i rode my motorcycle from minneapolis out to wisconsin to hang out with her which was about three hours away uh and 
so we kind of like started hitting it off that way. And then eventually once the tour kept going, I was like, Hey, will you teach me how to cook? Cause I, I love, I love cooking. Yeah. I feel like I'm really good at cooking meat. Um, but I'm terrible at vegetables and I feel like you're yeah. the quintessential vegan set chef. You know, vegetables better than anyone else. So that was kind of my way to get to talk to her. Uh, and then, so her. fast forward a couple months, um, she comes and visits here in Florida. Uh, I go to LA and visit with her and stay there and we kind of go back and forth and then we're like dating and, and things are starting to get more serious and like, I miss her immensely and can't stand to spend time without her. And I was like, you know, let's do a pros and cons list and see if I should move to LA or you should move to Florida. And so, um, we do that and taxes is on the list like four times. And I'm like, look, <laughs> Florida is so much cheaper. I already own a house here. If I move there, like we're going to rent a place and I'm like small potatoes out there, like here, like I could go places and it's cool. Cause like I got like my bar that we could go to and hang out at. And I like people know me at the restaurants and that I like to go to. And it's, you know, if I move out to LA, it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not Jared Leto. So it's like, I don't have that kind of shit. Well, out not there. only that, like, it's like, I mean, I guess actually now this day and age, if you are in a day to remember and you are in Florida, it's probably a pretty like you You guys maybe will get a national holiday soon. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's just it's easier to carve out really special things in Florida. Yeah, you have your, it's it's like, your little space. It's like you, where you can come home and it, we've been here. I've lived here my whole entire life. Uh, I spent yeah. the first, you know, 20 I think the first 20 years of my life, I lived just outside of Ocala um, in yeah. surrounding areas. And then I moved to Gainesville and then I moved for the majority of my life. I've lived in Orlando. And so, yeah, I just have my space. I have my spots and, you know, I've made a little place here. And so she comes here and visits and she's like, yeah, I kind of like it. That's cool. And so she moves here. And she, at the time she was a personal chef for a bunch of celebrities and athletes and whatever musicians, obviously Travis Barker and whatever. And, um, yeah, she moved here and there was like that whole existence, like didn't, it wasn't here. It didn't exist here. Like there was yeah. no like need for a personal chef here, especially when that was vegan and in Florida, like that was kind of a, Florida's a little behind like that. Yeah. It was a distant idea that like there was remnants of it here. Like there was a bunch of good vegan restaurants here, but it wasn't like, you know, whatever. It's not like LA. Right. Like it's like, it, it, it's not. And, and also to explain Winter Park Biscuit Company, it's like, it's very modern and with the times, like it's, it's, it's something that could very easily be in LA or New York or any city that's like with it. It's culturally relevant, as weird as that is to call a restaurant, Thank your you. menu, everything. So it's a little ahead of Florida. Well, we, our whole thing was, we wanted to make a contemporary Southern fast casual restaurant that was vegan. And, um, yes, something that I think moving forward, I think that the vegan diet is, uh, the most sustainable way to feed the most amount of people, um, you know, in a, a way that's responsible, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I still eat meat myself every once in a while. Uh, and I still, do these things, but I would say like 90% of my diet is vegan. Um, anytime, like obviously I eat the restaurant like a lot and anytime I eat with my wife, I'm vegan, but like, I still kind of yeah. like have those experiences where I want to go to a restaurant and have like certain things and do these certain sure, things that yeah. just mean a lot to me. Um, but I think that that is the future. 
And I think that that is like where all this is headed. And so that was one of our goals is to create a place um, that was plant-based that just felt normal. It wasn't like a weird, like no offense. It wasn't like a hippie experience. It wasn't like a rabbit food experience. It wasn't like we serve salads (laughs) and smoothies kind of thing. And all those places are amazing and they all have their place. But like we wanted to create something new that was different, that was pushing the boundary. We were really heavily inspired by like Veggie Grill and other like kind of fast casual places that were happening out in the West Coast. Um, Yeah. And we are also inspired by like other fast food restaurants like Chick-fil-A and uh, McDonald's and kind of like watching that movie, The Founder. And just like yeah. seeing how well things could be designed to work, like just the idea yes. of figuring that out was like a really yeah. fun, cool challenge. And Dude, and it's like I haven't eaten there yet, but I've just seen it. And it, it's it's so that. Like you really analyze that so well. And dude, while I watched it come together just on social media and the internet, it took me so long to even realize that it was vegan. Because I was like, oh, this just like it looks just like some bomb ass like fried chicken sandwiches like fast casual if you wouldn't want to go to a veggie grill or a chick-fil-a and it felt a little more you know it actually kind of reminded me of uh the coop oh out yeah in florida yeah the coop but like very like holding it down southern mm-hmm. style food of substance and then it wasn't till after where i was like oh shit this is also vegan okay yeah my wife is just she's incredible um she yeah. she's one of the I think on the forefront of like when it comes to um, implementing certain uh, mock meats in ways that like you can go to the grocery store and find a bunch of different versions of mock meats. Right. And they're like, they're fine. Yeah. You know, you can have them. Yeah. But she like takes those things and like makes dishes that are like, I'm like, holy shit. Like you could eat this and never think that this was plant-based or never think that. And that was another thing that we wanted to do is we didn't want to be like, preachy and any of that kind of thing we just wanted to be like look you can come and eat this once a week and make a difference you don't even have to think about it the food is what matters it's good food and that's it and that's what we wanted it to be and we wanted it to be able to exist in new york we wanted it to be able to exist in la we wanted it to be able to exist in miami but this is where it started and this is where we kind of came up with the concept and the idea was right here in winter park uh, and well, so, dude, I, I also kind of love that. Like I look to, I think one of the things that inspires me quite a lot is King State out in Tampa, yes. like what Tim and Nate and all of them are doing. And I think it's so incredibly cool to let Florida start something, like to let Florida be the best in class and have it trickle out from there. Well, because it's easy to think that things like that don't exist in Florida. And to be honest, I think that some of the things in Florida are the best of the best and there's not other noise either. Like, it's just like, you don't need five options of that when the best is already there. And it really feels like you guys just took that. You were just like, all right, cool. No one's done proper vegan fried chicken, uh, fast casual, proper everything. This is ours. And you just set the bar. And I think that's fucking sick. Well, thank you. Uh, it's, yeah. it is. And a lot of times though, people, they take, they find out that they're good at something or they are kind of raising the bar in whatever industry they're in. And they will go to New York. They will go to LA to really take that business off. But for us, it's like, this is home, you know, and Mary's really just 
moved here and made friends in this whole food community. She's like accepted and embraced this whole place as if it was her own. And, uh, yes. you know, we, we just had a baby, like you were saying earlier. And like, it just cemented that like, this is our home, you know, and we really wanted yeah. to kind of push that. And like I said earlier, there was already an amazing, amazing vegan scene here. There was a bunch of people doing what they were doing. And we were just trying to do what we do and stay in our lane, keep yeah. our head down, work hard, do what we care about. Like we care about design. We care about yeah. all these different aspects that are so much bigger than just a restaurant. Like that's what I kind of mean by when I go a music afforded me all of this is because in a day to remember, we learned how to be a business. We learned how to be a t-shirt company. We learned how to be a festival. We learned how to be all these different things, all these marketing machines, all these design things that are super important to set you apart from all the other bands. And now I'm able to kind of take that and put it into the other passions that I have. Um, yeah, but I can also, again, not even argue, but just further go on to that of like, I know a lot of people that came from bands that still somehow don't get that, that don't understand how to elevate things, that don't somehow seek that like that crazy level. Because being in a band and starting from what you started from and climbing those ranks like is the ultimate college of becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm yet certain people still miss the mark or they'll substitute quality or they won't seek that perfection. And I think maybe that's what you and I were clicking on is just like that weird undying pursuit for always finding the best of the best of the best and everything. But I, I find that so incredibly inspiring to see that you've been able to apply that to so many things outside of a band from what you learned by being in a band. I, I just knew that like I didn't want to go to school and I knew that that's yeah. like, in my mind, that's how I justified this. I even like told my mom, I was like, you know, when I call and ask for money, when we're broke on tour, like if I was in college, you'd be giving me like, I would be in debt because I needed the money to live. And this is like my college. So like you helping me yeah. out through this is like you supporting me while I'm learning at school. You know, it's like the same thing. It's just different. And maybe that was just yeah. me like trying to like survive and whatever, but that's what you have to do. And like, there's a lesson no, in that, I think, you know, like you kind of got to like, look at things, not always from what they look like on the outside, but what they could be and where that can take you and what you can use it for. And, and then push those things to the max, you know, like just keep pushing. I don't know. No, that says it, that says it really, really well. And it's cool. And I, I am always obsessed with finding what that is in people because certain people have that and certain people don't. But when you see that in people, at least for me, it inspires the hell out of me because it's just, that's the game. That's the point of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. Well, and I, I kind of, gonna I, again, I have to give props to everyone else in our band and how we pushed each other and how we further each other's view on the world and how we support each other. And like, in, especially in the restaurant, like all the dudes in the band are invested in the restaurant, you know, like they invest, they believed what? in what we were cool. doing and uh, our management invested in the restaurant and, um, our friends from LA invested in the restaurant. It's all like family oriented, super small, kept it to everyone. We know uh, we offered it to a, a few people and everyone supports everyone and what we're doing. And, um, that's another thing about this is like, it's family, you know, and, uh, it's, it's extends, it starts with the day to remember, but it, it all extends from there. And like everything in my life that I have is because of how much all these people have believed in me and stuck by me. And then the same, you know, from me to them. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just a big circle, 
It's a big circle. (sighs) Yeah. Damn it. Yes. Like, I don't even know what else to say to that, but it's just like, that's what I learned from music as well is like building this family and the people that are closest to you that see the same eye to eye, like same level as you and bringing each other up and building that community. And it's like, I really do feel like a day to remember set that example better than so, so many. And hearing that explained and translated even into an entirely different industry, I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. There is there is a bunch of parallels, you know, and that's the other thing that I've kind of gotten to learn by doing this. And, you know, like I, again, it's our team. Like I am a part of this team within the restaurant and it's head up, headed by my wife, fucking incredible yeah. chef, amazing woman. Um, but but like, I'm just lucky because we all mirror each other and we all give back what we hope to receive. And we just constantly pushing each other and being honest and talking and having these conversations that are hard sometimes and not giving up on things when they are like, well, what do we do now? Like, I think that's, that's the basis of any form of success. Not that I know anything, uh, more than my own experience, but it's just when things get hard, you have to find a solution and you have to make sure that that solution can work into the future. And as you build on that solution, there's going to be more problems. And as long as you're willing to take those problems as like, Hey, this is fun and we can figure this out together. And that's what this team is about is like crushing these problems and making them about having fun, finding the answer rather than like getting stressed, finding these new problems. Looking at life like a game. Yeah. It's like the problems are the challenge of the game that day. It's not easy, but it becomes fun i don't know it's fun yeah 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 it's yeah there's definitely times where it's far from easy but if you look at it like that challenge of a game at least when it's not easy you're playing a game with your friends and you're playing your favorite game because of the life that you've kind of navigated yep it's sick briefly tell me about uh how you because not only do you just like kind of do twitch like you're like really in it and doing it yeah what was your inspiration uh, for that? And will you keep it going after touring comes yes. back? Yes, I will keep it going. And my main inspiration was actually Matt Heafy from Trivium um, and mm. Josh from our band, Josh Woodard. He was getting into Twitch um, when the whole pandemic started. He was like playing video games and doing all this stuff. Those two people were the biggest influences for me getting into Twitch. Um, yeah. The pandemic accelerated that. So like... Yeah. I saw one, I was watching Matt um, from Trivium do this one video and he was talking about how he has a schedule on Twitch and it, he plays guitar, he like writes songs on Twitch and he like does like covers and does all kinds of stuff, but he gets on there every day and the Twitch community holds him accountable to practice yeah. his craft, which is guitar and singing and songwriting, but he, he does it in front of these people because they hold him accountable. So if you're just in your house and you're, and you practice, like maybe you'll practice and you're like, well, maybe I could go do this other thing and do this. But he's like, I set a regimen for myself to get on there. And I know that I didn't want to let down these people that were super excited to see me and talk to me and, and create this community with me. And then also I am doing what I love, which is playing music, practicing playing all these things. And then I'm also doing it at a level that I want to show people, Hey, I'm good. This is what I do. And I'm the best at it. Right. So like it created this perfect storm for him to get better at all of these things. And um, because of that, he then grew this community and this audience that helped funded everything else in his life. 
And so I was just like immensely inspired by that. And I was like, okay, so uh, I can practice while learning to interact better with people because if you've known anything about a data member, I am not the voice of a data member. Um, yeah. I'm the guitar player. But You're on remember. the more quiet side. Um, yeah. and, and, and I, I do have fun and like, I'll be in interviews and whatever, and I'll talk a bunch, but like, I've never been the person that's kind of addressed just an audience and people have just looked at me. So I was kind of like nervous about that. So Twitch pushed me into a place where I was uncomfortable and I loved that. It gave me a reason to get on there and practice, to talk to people, to engage with people outside of, uh, just I didn't remember. It was just me. People were looking at just me. I was creating a brand for myself, which is like something that I was really excited about. And then I set up a schedule which held me accountable to do it. So I did it every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. I got on there and I played songs. Uh, I talked to people about our band. I talked to people about songwriting. I talked to people about guitar. And I also kind of like entered in or I added the aspect of, uh, teaching people guitar, like little things that you could never get from like a 15 or 20 minute or an hour lesson. Like your canned generic lesson. Yeah, you couldn't get that from that because it it came naturally through me being like, oh, fuck, I just messed that up and I need to practice this. This is why I need to practice that. And then that would lead into something that would be a conversation between me and the Twitch community of like why that was important, how I figured out why that was important, how I utilize different techniques to make that better and elevating like everyone when it came to guitar. Um, That's so sick. And have you found like there is a music community on Twitch? Because it has the association of just like, oh, like it has to be gaming, right? And that's what I thought at first. And that's why I was kind of hesitant to make Twitch that platform for me doing that. But I think Mm -hmm. people like Matt are pushing the boundaries. Um, and And nowadays it's like you got people that are like young gun which is a video game music streamer so basically goes on and plays this video game it's called rocksmith and he takes charts that are a part of the video game and he learns songs and plays them for people so there's like this entertainment yeah. aspect of you like interviewed a, him right huh i did you interviewed yeah him, yeah i did right? yeah, yeah yeah he's a huge he's another in, huge influence and reason for me getting into twitch in uh kind of like taking it from that music aspect, but rather than worrying about if I had enough video games on my channel to really make people interested in watching. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's Dude. kind of Twitch in a nutshell. That's so cool. That's so, so cool. And I think now you're pushing that as well. You're pushing that. And I think that the platform is just, it really is so much bigger than video games. And we're seeing that more and more now in this modern era so it's just a, to have it's just a platform a you exist that gives you a TV channel. Like you have your own ability to broadcast and it's up to you with how creative and how much work you want to put into it to how successful you will be. It's like directly you. It's no one else. And if you're not successful, it's because of you. Uh, it, yeah. It, there are, they give you all the tools. There's an unlimited amount of resources through YouTube. You know, like you can go on YouTube University is what I call it. That's what a lot of people call it. Yeah. I didn't like Dude, coin oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, for sure. I didn't go to real college. I went to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, yeah. when the pandemic happened, I was like, you know, I wanted to do all these things, but I never had enough time. And now all I have is time. And so I'm going to fill my time with doing things that I love. So um, playing guitar, communicating with people, trying to elevate people, trying to take my knowledge and give it out as much as possible just to make any and everyone that wants to learn have the tools to take it to the next level. And that's really what fulfills me just as a human being. Like I like helping people. I like working on these things and then that brings me joy. So yeah. 
Dude, it, I really feel that in talking to you, like you were such a genuine fan of music and then you got the chance to do it and then people liked it and then you really got the chance to do it and got to be and tour the world in a successful band. And it just doesn't feel like you or anyone in the band has this like too cool for school gatekeepy kind of vibe at all. It's just like, you're such a fan of music. You're such a you're just so happy to be here and to hear you want to pay that forward oh, yeah. and to expand upon that in any way. And like, even again, like you being like, when tour comes back, I don't give a shit. I'll tour in a van. I'll unload the trailer. It's like, yeah. you're just here because you love it. And oh, yeah. I feel it. And to hear you explain that and to hear you expand upon your interests past just the band in other things that you love while keeping a common glue of call that music and a community or just like, whatever that is, the obsession of perfecting hobbies and all of that, like it's just fucking inspiring on every level to me. Like I, it's just cool. Like I had a feeling about you and that you were on a similar level like that, but like to really hear it explained, I'm just like, damn cool. Yeah. Thank you for existing. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it just is, I don't know. I like we talked about earlier is like, I have all these hobbies and like the way my brain works is like, I'm always trying to figure out a way to uh, turn a hobby into something that kind of like is sustainable, right? And like in a hobby yeah. usually means it drains you of your time and bank account, like <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Uh, yeah. This will be a good segue into the truck because that's exactly what the truck is for me right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any old vintage car or any like kind of project that you have is like, that's like what it is. Hard and to make money on that. Yeah. So that for me is like, I always try to find a way to make it to where it's sustainable and I can like kind of have some, I can gain something from it as far as like whether it doesn't even have to be like money. It can be like, like doing Twitch, like Twitch helps me pay for my studio space at the, uh, audio compound. So I rent, I rent the, which is another like band partnership type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, Jeremy, and Adam, or sorry, Jeremy and Andrew Wade built out this space yeah. in Florida, which is like absolutely beautiful studio compound. It houses three different studios inside of it. Um, Andrew has the studio A, which is um, a control room and a main thing. It's where we just did the. Uh, it's where we just did the last like little live stream that we did with the live at the audio compound. That was in Andrew's oh, room. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you. That looked and sounded okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and then there's light bulb there's uh, the B room, which is my my studio. So it's uh it's where I do all my Twitch stuff. That's where I re- do the Unicorn Tone stuff. That's where I record and yep. produce bands. Um, whenever I get the time, which is like very rare now, but um, it's something that you super- did. Nidus expire though, right? Yeah, we did. We did the full Nidus expire album. That was the first album that I got to produce myself, and um, and I did a mm-hmm. couple. There's this band called Dead Weather. Uh, me and Andrew Wade did this contest uh, where we like had all the local bands send us a stuff, like send us their songs, and we picked yeah. we picked one that we thought we could really do well, and we wanted to see how well we could work together. So I did all the production and the engineering, and then he mixed it. And so they're going to be releasing those singles here soon, uh, and they're cool. fucking rad. Um, and so I'm just trying to get into that a little bit more and explore the production side of music as well. But it's like, for me, it's just, I'm limited based on time, you know, and I got to figure out how to prioritize my time uh, because I have so many interests and I have so many things that I want to take into a level of like sustainability where um, 
it's not draining me of resources and time. It's actually benefiting me, um, whether it's mentally, monetarily, or uh, the community around me to then push me further and push us further and push everything like music or uh, food or whatever. Like as long as it's a positive yeah. in my life in some way, like I'm down to give my time and resources to it. And so that's like really what... Kind of funds all those hobbies, and 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 that's the reason why I want to take them further than being a hobby, and take them, and kind of understand all the nuances of them, and try to master them in a way that like I can do them and create something new that can sustain itself, and then I can just be myself, and then I don't have to like worry about money, and I don't have to worry about can I afford to do this or can I do that. It's like I can do all the things I love doing because they're paying for themselves, and they are. Yeah, you kind of just blew my mind with that. That's really like, what I want. That's my the goal. The ultimate solution to having a bunch of hobbies is like if you can figure out ways to have them sustain themselves, not only are you advancing and learning cra like crazy in that field, you're also then affording it the ability to continue to exist and hopefully not only exist, but like help other people mm -hmm. and like do it on an even bigger like you just explained such a big concept so simply there. And I'm like, uh, well, that's just the goal. Like, that's what I want. I want to be able to create all these things that can run without me even being involved, but create them in a way to where they're positive to everyone involved with it. And I can still come in and do what I want to do in those spaces and like be surrounded by people that are just amazing. I mean, and honestly, like this is going to sound fucking batshit crazy and I almost don't even want to say it, but like the idea of this is like, I'm, my biggest inspiration is Kanye West. Um, I don't think that's batshit crazy. I fucking love him. Like it is batshit crazy to a lot of people, but here's the thing. I love his idea of, you know, he does this already. He kind of looks at all the things that he's interested in and he tries to elevate them to in a way to where it can be a sustainable part of his life. Um, and I just was hugely inspired by that and hugely inspired by like his ideas in that kind of capacity. And so again, this isn't an original idea of mine. This is me just being inspired by that and then pushing it and utilizing it in all of the facets of my life. And only now is I'm, am I starting to see the benefits of how some of the stuff is starting to work and, I, and it's starting to like move under its own weight rather than like me pushing it. If you know what I mean? Like it's, Absolutely. it's pretty cool. So Everyone probably Dude, just turned off the podcast. They're like, Kanye West, no. <laughs> oh my God. I don't, I don't care if I ride so hard. Like the thing, the example that I always use and think about with him is like, I think it was like 2007 when graduation was coming out, 50 Cent had a rival album oh, yeah. and they were like, you know, like it was the battle of who's going to have the first album. Genius. Well, <laughs> Kanye West won. Oh yeah. If you were wondering. And now, what do you remember 50 Cent as? He had in the club, he did something with vitamin water and there's like a rumor that he like got paid a bunch of Bitcoin and that's all you know about Kanye West or uh, sorry, 50 Cent. And then you look at Kanye West and it's like, okay, since graduation, what happened? He put out album upon album upon album that pushed boundaries and pushed culture and pushed uh, the genre as a whole, pushed him as a producer, uh, challenged himself to do a billion things, got into fashion, I believe is getting into restaurants and uh, architecture as oh, well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's, he is batshit crazy, but in a, like a way of like, look what he has actually done and pushed forward 
So it's like, maybe you don't like him on a personal level, but just as far as business and as far as like what he has actually accomplished, I feel like you have to respect that to some degree. Yeah. And I don't think I know any person that I love every single part of their personality. Like no offense to anyone I know. It's like, we all have like our own things. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that, that people are like, Neil, I bet you, I bet you like ask my wife, she'd be like, you know, stop saying yes to everything that's going on and stop doing all these different mm-hmm. things. Like your father and I need you at home and I need you to do all these things. And I'm like, but I just like need to do all these but other things. And it's I all too good. It's all too exciting. Yeah. Stuff. And she's like, I need to do these things. And so like, again, it's like, you don't have to like every single part of everyone's personality. Like Kanye West is a genius. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. The dude, yeah. we don't see those moments in between where he's a human being. And we don't see those moments right. where he's not being eccentric. We don't see those moments. Um, and he's always in the spotlight. He's such a topic now to be talked about. People are always looking for the most, cr- the craziest examples. And they and the, want the, him to the, be the most crazy. Dramatic a lot thing. of times exactly. people want him to seem crazy because they can't understand him. Like, And I'm not yeah. saying that I do on any level, but he is inspiring to me because I see certain aspects of his personality in myself. Uh, and it, in those things where it's like he like pays attention to those little details, like details that to a lot of people don't matter. But to him, it's mm-hmm. like these details are the foundation for the bigger, larger concept where someone would find some simple idea and that would be it for them. He supports it with all these small, minute details that you would never think of that actually elevate a simple idea to this grand concept that most people won't even understand for however long. But you want to go if we're if we're going down this hole i'm going to i'm going to match you on appreciating the details and having that level and to me yes i do have a vision board and on that vision board of things that inspire me is the door sill of a Porsche a singer Porsche 911 and on that door sill says everything is important and i think that that i look at that every day and i think about that because like that whole company built something beautiful off of completely restoring these vehicles and reimagining them in the most perfect way and down to every stitch and down to every little thing it is as damn near perfect as i could call it and nobody needed to do that yet once it was done and once the vision existed and it was a tangible product everyone loves it and you can't not talk about it you got me so excited and, because uh, the Singer Porsche is, I don't have a vision board, but my next guitar that I'm building with ESP is based on a Singer Porsche. Stop. So it's the, it's the green color from, it's the Porsche green. That's like my favorite Singer Porsche that I like have saved in my phone like 700 times. Cause every time it comes up on Instagram, I like screenshot it and, I, yeah. and it's the same car yeah, every yeah. time. I just don't even think about it. I'm just like, Oh, I love this. And I, I'm just like, Oh, that's yeah. the same fucking car. Um, but same car, yeah. But yes, so it's based on that. And it's like the details, like it's funny you brought that. I always talk about that company and not many people that are outside of like the car community know about that company. Dude, it sets the bar. And I'll like show them like, I'm like, look at this seat. I'm like, look at, Mm -hmm. look at the, the rivets in this seat. Look at the eyelets that they put into this. Look at, look at the, the dashboard. Look at the bezels around the fucking, I'm like, look at this shit. And they're like, yeah, Everything. they're like, I'm like, no, this is not Porsche that yeah, made like, this car. This is car. a company that took a car that already existed and fucking took it to a level that the company that created it could never do. 
And it's just so cool to me. Like, I feel like it's a lifetime of work to get to perfecting your craft like that. But when you see to me, like those are my heroes because I'm like, wow, if you really find something that you love and you put that much time into it and you never give up and you set the bar that high and you set your inspirations that high and you say, if Singer can build a 9-11 like that, if Kanye can do all of this in music, if all of these things can exist, then if I'm being honest with myself, I could probably perfect this even more. Yeah. And even like you said with Twitch, you're like, it's all on you. It's come back to how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, again, it comes back to like, I don't know what that is in people. But when you have that, it's a blessing and a curse, but it it's is. crazy. It is. And it's like, it can be as simple as this. Look, like you don't need a million dollars to start a Twitch channel. You could use your laptop camera and you could use your laptop microphone you could use things that are already existing on a computer that you already own for something else start a thing and it's all based on you how creative do you want to be how much work do you want to put into this how much time do you want to spend building a community and it's and it doesn't have to be anything more than what is already inside of you like how is your personality going to work are you going to be able to create this character that people are going to watch and like and, and interact with are you going to talk to people enough to build a community that they want to come and be a part of and tell their friends about and be proud of. And that's just you. It doesn't have to cost anything. You can do it almost yeah. for free, literally. Yeah. Uh, and there's not many things like that. And especially not many things with the, in, the growth potential that Twitch gives people, you know? So... That's so sick. And I think that that lesson is also kind of true. You could mirror that into YouTube or even music these days. I think like a lot of the kids that I've had on this podcast um, have started um, in music as like a solo project. And like, I remember Keyshore came on the podcast. He recorded his first vocals into a phone. Oh yeah, He used his phone as his mic and he still made it work and people still listened because it's all the other things. It's all the things that doesn't necessarily have to cost money. It comes from care and it comes from, are you putting everything into this? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's like the, that's my, that's my summarization of this is Neil Westfall, a guy that puts everything into everything. Into everything. (laughs) Yes. That's how my daughter was born actually. (laughs) Anyways. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the Blink-182 humor, it just never stops. I mean, you know, it's like always back there. I'm like, should I make this awful joke now or no? Um, it's usually yes. Dude, I, like, <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, oh my God, he went there. <laughs> it's so, I don't know. It's just cool. It's cool that it's, it's the, you're proof of that. And you're also proof of the concept of a 13 year old with a million dollars. So <laughs> thanks for putting those two things together really fucking well. Cause I find it very inspiring. Well, you know, if I can extend a compliment back to you, uh, Thanks for being good at this and putting uh, effort into an interview and doing research and having production value. Dude, the the mutual respect here is out the roof. It's crazy, but it really is. It's, it's a huge, huge honor to have you on. And I, I just, it, it's cool. Like that's, this whole podcast is just the pursuit of finding people just like yourself and hearing these stories and hopefully inspiring other people that feel that relate to things like this and are like, damn, all right, I guess I have to keep pressing on. So yeah. I think that your story is such an incredible one that I hope will inspire others to keep chasing whatever it is that they want to perfect. Yeah, man. That's all I could ever hope for. Yeah, that's sick. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 
So there it is, the Neil Westfall podcast saga concluded. If you made it to the end of this, and if you also listened to part one and you liked it all, and you want to do me the biggest favor in the world, share it with a friend. The podcast has grown all because of word of mouth and you guys sharing it. And if you want to go up above and beyond, I did just make that wear on my friend's Patreon. I would be so hype if I could hire an editor so I can stop editing and I can just focus on doing more and more interviews and promoting even more so if you want to help me get to that goal go hit up the patreon anything helps that's whereallmyfriends.com and then there's a link to the patreon or you can go to patreon.com slash whereallmyfriends think that says it all thank you as always for listening and i will be back next week with another one